BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. And welcome back to The Toast. Happy Monday, which should be unbelievably disgusting, but it's not because Jax returns to the podcast. Today's audio only Jax Extravaganza is here. Hey, Turdy Lou. Hey, Jax. How are you turn? I'm good. Thank you for holding it down for me last week. It's and a pleasure. You will be also holding some things down this week. I know you have your schedule ready yeah. to go and you're really excited about it. I can't wait to post like back to the maternity days, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, So I won't be on for the remainder of this week, but I wanted to podcast today because I feel up to podcasting. And I've been going through some things, some personal things that I'm not quite ready to share yet with everyone. I will eventually, but um, I did want to still do an episode and also like address that my absence, but I'm just not ready to talk about some stuff, but I will. I And you guys, you know where to find me. Um, so I won't be podcasting all week because I know Turdy wants to do video. Yeah, and you know me and my video. Yeah, she's desperate the IT to department, be in front of the camera. The IT department does not fuck around at Toast. No, it does not. So Claudia is going to be guesting, you know, making the most thirsting, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. for the podcast, which we love. And I love to be a toaster. Um, But I did have the bandwidth to podcast today and I really wanted to. And there's so much going on. So it needed to be original recipe. Listen, Jax, you take your time emotionally, physically. You take your time and just know Turdy's got you. Thanks, so we're just gonna do a regular episode today like thank god Jax is back so much is going on taylor joe olivia christian the dalai lama yeah there's the a dalai lama <laughs> didn't make it into the fast five. Oh shit because you wanted me to choose this turnt story about a movie you saw yesterday yes i have a lot of thoughts okay um but we should talk about the dalai lama because he's kind of canceled yeah he issued an apology welcome to the club which is like a crazy thing but then like when you see what he's apologizing for it's like oh Maybe you should apologize. It's a little yikes. Yeah, he was like asking a kid to suck on his tongue. I don't know. Like, I can't. I don't know. Even the Dalai Lama's not sacred. I don't know all the details, so I'm not going to comment on I, it. But like, but. you just see the video and it yeah. seems like enough. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's So hard. your official comment is no comment. My official comment is um, I'm confused <laughs> and I don't, like, I don't know what's going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. Plus, I'm not familiar, like, with the dolly himself and his his teachings and maybe like tongue sucking is a big part of his ethos and yeah we it's true to to like judge other cultures no for real it could be something like that like yeah for sure um moving on (laughs) actually my only real like 
I know it's gonna sound so dumb like I don't really know what the Dalai Lama does like I know he's like a healer and like a spiritual leader um and I what I do know about him I know from the Nexium documentary because he actually visited Nexium. it was like Keith Ranieri the leader too yeah it was like his biggest goal to get the Dalai Lama and he worked all of his celebrity connections and he got the Dalai Lama the Dalai Lama came to Albany I think and it was kind of like the craziest part of the Nexium documentary like it was bizarre there's always like a weird celebrity yeah like the we were one member they had um katie perry did it. They? they like oh she what, performed at their concert performed. yeah yeah also um the we work one they had like a gwyneth paltrow and ashton kutcher cameo for some weird i think the wife is gwyneth's cousin cousin yeah yeah i've been watching gwyneth on shark tank a little bit i watched well we watched that one episode together yeah was there and i got one? the diapers yeah what were they called kudos kudos diapers they're good my overall review was good don't take your kids swimming in them because it exploded like there was like di- like i didn't even know what's like on the inside of a diaper no it's like beads Ew. yeah it just got like too saturated okay but you should use swim diapers anyway yeah. if you're swimming whatever um overall and I would size up in them that's mm-hmm. all I would say but the material's good there was another episode with Gwen there was another episode with Gwen yeah we're like on a nickname basis and Gwen. she invested in an interesting product was with it the Lori. ashes no oh I saw something about like an, a company that um like helps deliver your ashes in a more humane way because usually they just arrive in like a clear trash bag um that wasn't from our dear toasters no I know I was thinking about dear toasters no it's similar ish okay. it's a company that freeze dries your breast milk so usually breast milk in the freezer lasts like from six months to a year and it starts losing nutritional value after three months but you can send it to this company they'll freeze dry it and then it becomes like this powder and you can use it for up to three years like putting it with water Water. in a bottle or even like sprinkling it like nutritional yeast over your toddler's food and they get like the benefits of breast milk for years to come oh that's interesting it was interesting it's very complex yeah I don't think it's going to be the next big thing. Hmm. I don't. Who do you think is the most successful guest shark in terms of investments they made on Shark Tank, not like famous before? Probably Turdy Lou Freebush. Yeah. I loved her episodes. I wish she would bring her back. Yeah. She was like really polarizing though. Yeah. No, she had like a really kind of smart business acumen. Yeah, she did. Speaking of TV recap, we have a lot to recap today. We have so much to recap because you are caught up and I've been watching Love is Blind Mm -hmm. oh my god I know it's like taking the world by storm so I wanted to watch it because it seemed like an actually good season and it was good until a point my god they drag everything out and we watch the same people have the same conversations just one time they're doing wedding dress shopping and one time they're doing a boudoir photo shoot no and also it's like ordinary people are just not that interesting and I don't want to hear you guys have a conversation about ranking your favorite fruits like that's not compelling to me and I know she's polarizing but like where's Irina I know she disappeared well she's irrelevant now to the show but there are like there are people who aren't in relationships who are invited to like the cast parties and stuff because they're still a part of like the plot like that guy Josh and you know Irina has beef with Micah she likes Paul and then she has an ex she's actually like really tangled in the web yeah like production should be inviting her around yeah just to start stuff no I thought the season was going to be good like the couples that emerged were good but then we go into this weird holding period where it's like 
I have no idea what these people actually think and feel if they really do plan on getting married or now they're acting for us just to get to the wedding just to make a big speech about how I'm choosing me. Yeah, well, okay. So that's the thing with Love is Blind and why it was so great the first time is that nobody knew it was going to be on Netflix. People really just were like doing it for an experiment not to get famous. And like the show didn't have this cult following. So it was just people who were like actually really down to try something new. And they also, they concentrated in the Atlanta area. And I just feel like people from Atlanta are just like, I don't know, like funny and like worldly. And it was just good. The Seattle. We're definitely getting a lot of Seattle. Yeah, yeah, no. and um, A lot of and Seattle energy. This is so not like a, a, a knock on Seattle. It's a beautiful, very toasty city. But like there's definitely like a culture there where everyone's like a little weird and granola-y. And- no, like the conversations that Paul and Zach yeah, have. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that <laughs> wouldn't happen in any other city no so it's just like I only I feel like and this is the longest season I couldn't believe that I was watching episode 12 and we weren't even at a wedding yet like so it's just a lot of content for like a group of people that I just don't think are like that interesting especially once they go home and they're all working like it's always interesting in the pods and then on vacation like they're having sex for the first time now at home like it's just it's just sad I do agree and who from the season where people saying that you look like oh shut up I wish why did you bring that up because I'm trying I remember you showed me a video of her yeah but I was it Irina because she was apologizing for being insensitive yeah it was Irina and And they think that you look like Irina yeah they think I look like Irina when actually the only thing me and Irina have in common is we both apologize for being insensitive (laughs) no like I don't I don't think you look like Irina honestly like they're I'm not even gonna say Say it there's someone else that I thought that maybe people were saying that you looked like Amber yeah yeah, well, just because she's chubby and brunette. No, that's like my whole thing. Chub- just brunette. No, like Pretty seriously. You're like not really chubby anywhere. You're going to have to like shed this. I was just talking to, I think it was Remy about that. Like I made a joke. My whole sense of humor, my whole sense of self yep. is about like being fat. And my whole sense of humor, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. You guys are going to have to deal with it like for a little bit longer until I can shed it. No, we will. But can I keep you in check? No, no, no. Okay, because okay, I, I, okay, no, no, no. Let me just finish. When you're coming for me, accusing me of only saying something because you're chubby. Yes, yes, yes. yes okay, yes. but I so also I can defend myself. I feel like it's so important to understand how like being chubby and being fat is a state of mind. Of course, yes, it's a physical being, quite literally, its definition. But when you've spent so much of your life being overweight, it's who you are on the inside. No, honestly. I, I, I do understand that, and that's why I tend to gravitate more towards people who are fat or who have struggled with their weight because it's just it's a personality trait yeah and I honestly I don't trust people who have never struggled with their weight no like, what, what, is what do that? you what do you think about what do you do like it's so just, you wake up in the morning then what and like you just <laughs> eat when you're hungry and you stop when you're not and when you're ordering from a menu it's just like whatever you're in the mood for yeah no I I, I really can't relate to that <laughs> no. sort of toxic mindset no me neither so thus proving my point that weight is it's just ironic because weight is literally a physical thing, but it's so mental. It's so emotional. Yeah, no, that part I do understand. Like, okay. I feel like I'm in that same boat where, but I'm just saying, like, if you're going to accuse me of, like, I'm not fat accusing. phobia, I, I, did I I'm going to come back swinging. Yeah, no. I mean, you're definitely fat phobic, but, <laughs> but not in this particular, particular instance. instance. So okay. I'll let you have this one. Well, it's a case-by-case case situation. Um. So wait, so back to Love is Blind. And we're going to do a full TV recap at the end with Succession, but I just want to talk about Love is Blind now because okay, it, it consumed so my whole fucking Is this going to be the TV recap of it? This, yes, this is the recap of Love is Blind. Okay, so there'll be, it's like today's we're episode is a sandwich. A the TV, TV recap sandwich. sandwich. And that's our title, obviously. Okay, great. I love when we just like check things off our list. So someone write it down. So in terms of the couples that we currently have, let's like go through who you think is going to make it, who you think is cute. Of course, like there's always one 
couple shoe-in shoe-in it was you know uh, who was it the first? Oh, uh, Lauren Speed Hamilton mm-hmm. and Cameron Hamilton. It is obviously Brett and Tiffany. They're so well matched. Obviously. I think she thought she was going to have a really hard time because she was one of the older girls. But being older on this show sets you up for more success. You know thyself. You're mm-hmm. not immature like Irina. You've probably seen some things to the point where whatever that person looks like, like you know that it's so insignificant. And you're not immature to be like so fixated on looks. Yeah, Thankfully, he's also extremely handsome. And she's very pretty. And she's so. very pretty. And they're very suited for one another. And emotionally, psychologically. Uh, I know. And also on a physical level, like, they are a match. Yeah. And I also liked, um, when I found out that they hadn't had sex and all, a lot of the other couples stayed in Mexico, I was like, oh, my God, we had trouble in paradise. But she was on her period. Like, yeah. I like that she shared that. Yeah. It was and important then they did contact. Have sex. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think they're def- they're not even a question for me. No, they're not even a question for me. He reminds me so much of Zach. Like some, when Your husband? Was, yeah. Not his personality, but when he was showing her his apartment. And <gasps> Jackie, all of his oh knickknacks and his sneakers and how he had the paper towel holder and and it's like a magnet like I was literally having flashbacks to seeing Zach's apartment for the first time Jackie I totally forgot how I thought the same thing because he's obviously like a guy who likes like gadgets and gizmos aplenty he's got who's it's and what's it's galore he's just like a techie guy with the VR thing and you know his alarm clock is like definitely really weird like yeah that's so your husband he like loves a gadget and like Zach we've been watching together he thinks Brett is sick like and when I said like this is literally you he's like that is a compliment no a hundred percent and he's like financially stable I did think like I, what I really liked about the first season of Love is Blind is they went really deep on people's financials because it's so well, important. Well, just Amber and Barnett. Yeah, but we got like actual figures. They're being a little bit more vague this time, but there, I think there is like a discrepancy between how Tiffany lives and how Brett lives. And I wish they would just like dive in a little deep because she just appears like salty, like bougie Brett, bougie Brett. Yeah, but I feel like in terms of how much money they make, they're probably on a similar playing field. Like it's just about uh, philosophy of how you spend your money. Yeah, but it's also like she had a roommate and he didn't, you know? Like, yeah. so there, I feel like there actually is like a, a, an, an imbalance. Okay. That's, which is fine. Like, it's never going to be. I'd like a, to hear about it more. Apples to apples. And he said, like, he'll pay 70, 60, 40, Obsessed. 80, 20. As king, he should. King. Um, next couple who. And by the way, if they don't get married, like, I'm done with this show because oh. then I'm just watching fraudulence. I agree. I agree. The next couple, and I know you didn't finish, but we got to the wedding of Chelsea and Kwame. I th- so I didn't watch the last three episodes. Please spoil them. I don't care. When I realized last night that I wasn't caught up and that I had three more, like, I just wanted to cry. Like, I I've know. been powering through and it's so bad right now. I, it, it, no, it's a major lull. Like, it's just so repetitive. So we got to Chelsea and Kwame's wedding. Chelsea said yes. And okay. now we're waiting for Kwame. They did like a cliffhanger. I do not think he's going to say yes. But there's one thing that's bothering me about it. Because to me, Kwame's so here, like, for the show. Like, I just get that vibe from him. He doesn't want to move. He's very settled in his life. And also, this moving question is not supposed to be an issue on Love is Blind. Like, you go to a certain city. Yes. And I understand that Portland and Seattle are close to each other. But there's a reason why they go to, like, a city so that this isn't an issue. So that they avoid it. Yeah, because it's hard to make your, like, to uproot your life. So, um... The only thing that's, like, making me question Kwame, like, maybe saying yes. I don't know if you've noticed Chelsea's ring. No. It's huge. And all the other girls, like, have pretty much the same ring. It's, like, a very generic dating show, like, Neil Lane vibe. Um, And I read somewhere that production, of course, pays for the rings. But the guys can choose to pay for, like, an upgrade themselves. And her ring appears to be so big. Making me think, like, Kwame was, like, certain. Well, when he proposed, he was certain. If he yeah. only became uncertain, like, you know, over the last few weeks and when he saw Micah. Like, I guess. It's and maybe just, it's moist night. 
maybe it's my science that's true but it's still like you'd have to pay for that like it just it's 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 interesting to me that is interesting yeah just a little fun fact that i that you observed i was just like nitpicking because at the bachelorette party she like showed her ring to her friends because she was like wasted and i was like oh my god none of the other girls rings look like that yeah i think that they are a really good match but i just don't know if kwame's look like wants to be Settled married down. and when they were talking about like having kids and how overwhelming that was they were talking about like going to cabo and laying out i'm like you shouldn't be worrying about that like right now it looks like you're looking for an excuse an issue even though like these are just people who are a little bit older so you do have to actually think about that yeah but it's like that should excite you if you are older and that's what you want and that's why so you came true. on this fucking show you know i'm telling you i think he came on the show like for fun he gives me like kind of bartice energy like I didn't watch that season. Well, you didn't miss anything. But um, I don't – I'm going um, to – if we're guessing – I would be shocked if they got married because, like, it seems like they like each other. They're having fun, but it's a little too serious to, like, actually get married between them. I think she's obsessed with him, and he, like, is so annoyed by her. That's my vibe. Yeah. People were saying, like – I saw people's stories like ruining it for me saying like that Kwame is like not that into Chelsea I haven't gotten there yet like Mm -hmm. I feel like he's actually been they've been having a good time but I could see him getting annoyed by her I could I also I do like how he stays home with the dog all day I know (laughs) it's like kind of an ideal setup yeah um okay next couple let's go to Micah and Paul I like cannot get a read on them and I know Micah was like very close to becoming um a major villain just because of like her friendship with Irene and she like was being like a little bit of a bitch in the pods but yeah um yeah she like subverted everyone like her and Kwame like should have been together and then her and Paul like just made this pact and yeah and then she was like acting like a heartlet like in Mexico in Mexico when she was flirting up a storm with Kwame she was, was they were blackout like it was wrong it was wrong but she saved herself like her break from Irina and then her um actually like I think her and Paul are cute I think her and Paul are cute but I can't get a read on them and I do feel like it could be a big no yeah and she's just going through the motions I also don't know if like people who are so different can actually be like a match he's so like even when they were talking about his apartment like he's so granola he's like a lot of the girls I dated like garden and wear overalls and like wear granola and she's like very like glamour when you saw her friends looks like girls like we would know you know yeah just like very kind of different for sure one opposites attract yeah two she is his mother oh my god she is his mother I thought that was the craziest scene yeah and so maybe like you know they say like boys like marry their mom so maybe like subconsciously that's what he's been looking for yeah but I could see I could see her saying no to him because like she just is not that into him Mm -hmm. I could also see him saying no to her because he just doesn't seem into anything he's just like mute yeah and monotone but I thought that scene with the friends was really crazy and and the friends were the friend was wrong the the friend friend was being crazy the friend was blackout and the friend also just, like, wanted to, like, start stuff on TV. Like, I didn't think – I didn't have put any substance or weight into the, what her thoughts were at no, the time. No, it was, like, causing an issue between Micah and Paul, and I thought Micah handled it poorly. poorly. Because the friend, like – Paul didn't do anything other than just be boring yeah. in what he was saying. And the friend calls him out for being long-winded. Like, that's fucking rude. She was so rude. We just met. She was so rude. Micah should have defended her man, and that was, like, a bad look for everyone. Except for Paul. Yeah, but now, like, Paul's stewing somewhere. Yeah, Paul's stewing in the corner with his beer. I don't think they'll get married. Me neither. I just don't see it as, like, a true, like, love match. Yeah, I agree. Um, then we have Zach. Especially when they're both, like, you know, thinking about the person they left behind. Except then when Paul saw Amber, he had the perfect reaction, which was putting it to bed. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, I know. It's just, like. I. What? L- nothing. Say it. Like, I think it's easy to put that 
form a connection to bed when like physically you're more attracted to the person that you chose oh yeah like at that point like the superficial elements take over yeah because you're out of the pods and like you're out you, of that so headspace emotionally you already chose this number one person but if, if the other person then physically would be more your type then you're in a pickle like I feel like that's where Micah is with Kwame and Paul yeah but, yeah but because Paul, they're really equally cute right but Paul doesn't feel that way and also it's so crazy how it's so much about type because I would say all these people for the most part aren't equal levels they're of attractiveness all, uh yes with the exception I think of Paul who's probably the hottest that's so crazy that you think that because I don't, don't really agree. think that and also like of the girls I will I think the girls are all really attractive but it's just about type. Like, I think Jackie is so stunning. Me too. But I think anyone who, who matched with her, like, would have been so she's thrilled. Ja- she's literally, she's not well. Okay, we'll talk about her because yeah. I also didn't see her um, her crumbling. Okay, well, let's talk about her and Marshall then. Wait, wait, wait. But I was just saying something about the attractiveness. The plot twist of the entire show mm-hmm. was the reveal between Zach and Irina. Yeah. And not to be rude, mm-hmm. but I really was just like thinking when Zach saw Irina, like that he might not be obsessed. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was the complete opposite. No, like I'm. That, that he wasn't cute enough for her. And then I started looking at him different because she was like saying all this mean stuff about him that he's a cartoon. I, when he was in the pods, like I thought he was totally fine. Okay, so I would say like physically, just like physical attributes, he's definitely a good looking guy. But it's his manner, it's his mannerisms, it's the way he talks, the way he stares. And, like, honestly, a lot of the stuff that Irina was saying, which was so rude, wasn't wrong. Like, he does have, like, serial killer vibes. And when she said cartoon, I know everyone is like, cartoon, cartoon. I actually think she misspoke because she then she kept repeating herself and she kept saying fictional character, being, being like, oh, you remind me of someone from a movie. And he, yeah. he is a property brother. Like, that's what she was thinking at the time. So I don't think that... That was her intention, but it definitely came out poorly. But yes, I know what you're saying. Like on a physical level, like out of the two of them, I think a lot of people would consider Zach, quote, better looking. And then she was the one who had a problem with it. So we must have been really fucking weird in real life. So it's just, it's crazy how it's just so much about taste and not even what the person looks like. And it is about mannerisms. And I'm also starting to doubt the process because I was like thinking about if I were in the pods and like some of the things you have to talk about. And it's like, I wouldn't open up to a wall. No, yeah. That I can't see the person on the other side. Like what if they're just like, and even when in some of the conversations like some of the people who were talking like one person's opening up and the other person's like fidgeting with something yeah. it's like if you were fucking fidgeting with something while I'm opening up about something like I I wouldn't have feel warmly towards you like yes but I think also you would never open up to a wall but I think maybe actually a lot of people would it's like much less scary no I know but I feel like then you're not falling in love with the person on the other side of the wall. You're kind of just falling in love with the way that they react to what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. It's, you know, I feel like it's, without seeing someone's mannerisms, like it's not just about like we have an emotional connection and will that take us through. Like, it's like, we liked what the other person said, but then there's a million other things that come into play, like demeanor, mannerisms, faces that you make, you know. Body language. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, so let's go okay. keep going with a couple. So now that we're on Zach and Irina, Zach and Bliss, which honestly, like, Jackie, yes. when they were in Mexico and Jackie was like, wow, Bliss dodged a bullet, good for her. I, I actually don't think I've ever had less respect for anyone than Bliss. Like, not only did she take back a guy who chose someone else for her and really chose someone who was like, and she was not wrong when she said, like, I would definitely think different of you. Like, yeah. you chose Irina. Like, I know Irina just like you do, and she's not, like, a great person. So she knows that about him. She was second fiddle. She 
took him back, went on a date with him, and she had absolutely no obligation to, like, pretend to like him, like, you know, a lot of people do. And then she accepts his proposal on the boat when they clearly have no chemistry. It was so fucking weird. I didn't see it that way. Oh, I did. It looked like Loserville. Oh, I feel like, for whatever reason, like, she really likes him. And when they saw each other, like, it was a, a, a mutual attraction. And, like, I think Bliss just really wants to be, like, a wife and a mom. And, to set, and Zach wants those things, too. And when two people want something mm-hmm. so badly, like, you can make it work from there. Like, so do you think if, they'll get married? I don't know. I, I'm literally, like, where I am, they're one episode in the back. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Okay, like, so they get engaged. They meet her parent, his family. Oh, no, he, his, he doesn't, like, have family. Yeah. Her family... Um, her mom is fine and then her dad comes with his stepmom and he's like so against it. It's like really awkward and contentious. Okay. I really like these parents. We need to put more respect on their names because the idea I just kept being like to Zach, like if Harry came home and said I'm engaged to this girl from television after yep. two weeks, like I would call the police. Of course. <laughs> and best case scenario is you're wrong. Yeah. But most likely you're not. Yeah. And so I, I but also it's like you're on a TV show. You don't want to come off as like, you know, the big bad parents. So you kind of just have to like let your – but I actually really liked Micah's parents' reaction. They were like obviously not here for this, but they're like we know our daughter. Yeah. And I feel like if you – if you Trust. Trust your child, then just let them see this through. Because here's the thing. At worst, they're not going to get together. Like they're going to have their heart broken. Right, right. At best, they're going to get married. And like a lot of these people are older and really want to be married. And it's like, okay, it's not conventional, but – it's something. And it's okay. not like it's not like there have been no people who have actually been successfully right. married. There have actually been like three or four couples who are totally married. Yeah. And like really married. Amber Barnett, Lauren and Cameron. Who else? So I guess it would just be like I feel like I could maybe get over the the process of it, yeah. you know, the experiment. I it would just depend on the person that the my like if child you liked her. brought home. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also hard to, you know, judge that immediately. And then if you do judge the person based on like what they're giving you then um, you're kind of like an asshole judgmental, you 100%. know? 100%. Um, and then the final couple is... Anyways, my, what I'm saying is the parents are in an impossible position. Yeah, of course, of course. But you also just, like, for TV, like, want to just come off normal and, like, yeah, this is great, and then text your kid, like, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> you know? But then the kid goes to the camera and my parents are by here. the way, what nerve. Like, Kwame's mom is not coming. Yeah, and I understand that. Of course, and she's also really mad because she wanted him to marry someone of similar background and like Chelsea's you know not and that's a tough conversation to have I'm sure she doesn't want to fucking explain why she wants her son to marry someone from the same background like yeah. that's fu- that's fair honestly yeah that is fair um and then Jackie and Mar- and Marshall so what ends up happening is that Jackie and Marshall break up she goes on a date with Josh actually before she breaks up with Mar- Marshall that's what that's what the camera showed happened. She then said she went on a date with him after. Okay. But when I don't, she, yeah, I don't care. But I when she care. sits down with Marshall, she's like, I just saw Josh. So whatever. Um, but everyone's like quaking over. They had this kind of contentious conversation. He's been like a really nice guy the whole time. She's clearly, she has some sort of undiagnosed disorder. She's a very, like her mood swings are insane. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's funny, like when she was in the pool, just like talking about all the other couples. I was like, oh, that's funny because she went from like being mean to laughing. But she she has something she's really she's unbalanced um and he's been so calm with her and he's really been like a pee john and he was just done at this point so he um he was like we're done and he wanted the ring back she was like no you gave this to me like no and everyone's like jackie's so evil give him the ring back after all you put him through but it's like it's literally not his ring it's just as much hers as it is his production pays for the ring yeah and she had just like one of the regular like and then in her statement, because a lot of people have been coming over, she's like, I know you guys like thought it was rude 
I should have given it back to Netflix, not Marshall. Right. He was just like trying to make a point to like be dramatic, but it's literally not your ring. Yeah. It's neither of theirs. I know she's like the villain because that's what I've seen and I haven't seen her. I've seen the mood swings and but every one I kind of could understand a little bit like I feel like she's struggling because she's like really happy with Marshall and she wants to get like carried away with the whole process but she has her family mm-hmm. who are not here for her going on the show yeah. and getting married and engaged and like that's a real buzzkill. Of course. You know when like you feel like you're doing something Great. that goes against like what your family wants from for you and like it's conflicting. So I understand a little bit why she's like having these extreme moods Mm -hmm. but and then you know she met his family and I thought she was they were all really sweet and like she she came out of it really quickly even she was like having a breakdown before yeah she was having a breakdown right before she's just very emotional she is but I also feel like and I I started feeling this way in the pods first like Marshall's a little controlling Mm -hmm. and I feel like he was one controlling when anyone else was talking to Jackie like that's the fucking show like that's insane like you're not engaged yet like that's what this is for and like he was upset that Josh didn't like mention his connection but like honestly I'd probably move like that too I would be silent look at what happened with all the girls everyone knows everyone's business Mm -hmm. and like I literally think Micah got engaged to Paul just to stick it to Chelsea a hundred percent who Amber yeah so I understand all that. I thought that Marshall's reaction was like really controlling and possessive of Jackie when it's like she's still single. She's in the game. And then when he said that he looked at her like a project. That was mean. I, no, it was mean, but I do think it was revealing and also true, which is like he wants to be the one to fix her and like her to blossom under mm-hmm. his tutelage. And it's just like she's a, her own person. Like you don't marry something or like get this serious with someone who because of potential it's like yeah do you love her as she is with all of this or like or not so I don't know I feel like they're really not a good fit for each other and also what she wants is like what Marshall said like a toxic kind of love you wear it's like more passionate and fiery and aggressive Josh drama in the bedroom and whatnot and so for that reason one for that reason that's probably why she's still single yeah and two for that reason she's not gonna be able to see Marshall for the what he can bring right his his good traits yeah no he's like very stable looking to settle not he's like emo boy yeah yeah and I think she finds him to be soft you know he's like a little beta yeah no he's like yeah he's just like in his feelings and and she's not into that look no not at all but I would think that in the pods you'd get a sense of that yeah no and also you just have to be self-aware like you're on tv yeah um so the weddings are coming up we obviously don't know anything yet which is just beyond annoying after how many hours I've spent of this show and that's your recap that's all folks it's not it's not all folks because we still have a whole ass show to I do. know I can't believe we just did that at the beginning we I honestly really, I didn't think it was gonna be we so should long. really cut it and just put it at the end I really didn't think it was gonna be so long I'm sorry I thought it was gonna be like a really cute quick moment for us no no when they take up this much of your time in your brain space yeah. and having to hear people say like that many times I'm gonna have some feelings about it and it's really making me look at myself mm-hmm. and count how many times I say like by the way it's unbearable same. same it's unbearable but you also have to remember these are ordinary people yeah and they're not media trained like we're just watching people be people and, and sometimes that can be really fucking boring. boring but refreshing yeah unless you have a character like a Jackie or Irina but then you're like why you're so crazy no I, like, we need people like making that. the show yeah I can't watch Micah and Paul all day no um so let's dive into the stories I, I do feel like it's time okay turdy Luya. without further ado here are the past five stories that you need to know And today's episode is brought to you by Honey. So it is the easiest way to save money when you're shopping on your iPhone or computer, 
Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that website. And if they find a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. I have saved money on so many things for myself, gifts for other people. I've saved money on clothing, obviously, which is what I spend most of my money on, but food, makeup, electronics. So many of my favorite websites work with Honey and it's so fabulous. It's so easy. And when you use our link, it's free to download. And Honey just doesn't work on desktops anymore. They also work on iPhones. So you can activate it on your Safari on your iPhone now and you can save money when you're shopping on the go, which is fabulous. If you don't already have Honey, you are straight up missing out. By getting it, you're doing yourself a solid, and when you use our link, you are supporting our show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney.com slash toast. Thank you, Honey, for sponsoring today's episode. Today's episode is also brought to you by a new sponsor, Primally Pure. If you want to have your healthiest year yet and become the most vibrant version of yourself, start here cleaning up your skincare products. Swapping for natural options is a must if you want to feel good and glow from the inside out. And Primarily Pure has harnessed the power of natural ingredients in their complete line of non-toxic beauty products. So they have skin, body, baby, hair, and home products, and their cold following favorite natural deodorant. Primarily Pure products are handcrafted with real raw ingredients to optimize your results and your overall health. I recently got a ton of stuff from Primarily Pure at Baby and for Me Too, and it's been great. I switched to a natural deodorant for now which uh you know natural deodorant gets a bad rap it I will does say. it does and I have tried to switch to a natural deodorant before and and I've switched back yeah right but I am sticking with the lavender primarily pure deodorant honestly it doesn't have that natural deodorant smell feel vibe vibe <laughs> that's fair and so many of the other products I have uh, their room spray it smells so good and it's like non-toxic I don't like a lot of like fragrances yeah. going around my house I have their hand soap like they have a whole line of products and all of them are amazing depending on what you need like literally everything I've used has been wonderful if you're on the fence about making the swap to non-toxic products especially natural deodorant check out their five-star reviews at primallypure.com once you're convinced, use code TOAST for 15% off your Primally Pure purchase. So that's www.primallypure.com slash toast and use code TOAST to check out for 15% off your order. That's primallypure.com slash toast for 15% off your order. Thank you, Turdy Lou. Always yeah, well with the great done. codes and links that'll save. That's quite literally what I do for a living. Okay, are you ready for our first story? Well, I wasn't ready when I first heard it, but yes, I am ready. ready. Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn have broken up after six years of dating. Entertainment Tonight exclusively learned and broke the news that Taylor and Joe broke up a few weeks ago. They also learned that the split was amicable and it was not dramatic. Entertainment Tonight's told the relationship had just run its course. It's why Joe hasn't been spotted at any shows. She is currently on the Eras tour, which heads to Tampa next week. I mean, it's been a really long time since like a piece of pop culture news has like really shocked me. Mm-hmm. And with this, not only have they been together for so long, so you just kind of forget about people. Like they're just settled. Yeah. They're out to sea. Their ship is out to sea. And we get no real updates on them because they're so private, except her songs, which are so glowingly. Which are not even like. They're like some of the most beautiful love songs. Yeah, it's just like the story is over. Yes. Lo- I, I've solved love. Yes. I, it's done. Case closed. I'm only going to write about the love. Right. That's why it was so shocking. Right. And 
I will admit now, now I feel like I can, you know, when they first started dating, he's not my type. Um, I don't really know him. He's not that famous. Like I wasn't obsessed. Like I think a lot of people are obsessed with the relationship. I'm not. I've actually never seen him in anything. I think people are obsessed with the love for Taylor. Yes. And the stability for Taylor. That I loved. And I think. And the loyalty. I think he was really there for her during like dark times. Mm -hmm. You know, Kim and Kanye reputation. So I do really feel like every relationship serves its purpose in one way or another in your life. And I feel like he served his purpose. And as much as like I'm sad that Taylor like has been going through a breakup and probably writing some great songs, I am not like not excited about like she's single now and we forget because it's been so long, but she was like the single gal to a point where like it became her thing. I'm ready. Like who does she date next? Like I'm excited. I don't think it's going to be like that anymore I know. for so many reasons. I know. One, like I think for a lot of guys, like they don't want to be lumped in they don't want to be a part of that group. Like, look at Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, the fans are her. You know what I mean? Like, so to even go on a date with someone and have a song written about you, it's just like, is it worth it? If you you really have to think you're going to find love with this yeah. person. And I think for Taylor, like, she, I think she loved the privacy of the last six years and dating someone more low-key. And I don't think she wants a relationship that everyone's talking about and everyone's talking about her man. Like, I yeah. think she'll continue to be low-key about it. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, Taylor and Tom Brady and she's on like a press tour of dating. Well, Dumois posted, and we have to, of course, take with a grain of salt, that Taylor and Joe have been broken up for a while and she's actually seeing someone new, an older, more low-key guy. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it does track. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I believe they've been broken up for a decent amount of time. And, you know, Taylor... And she'll admit this, and I think people used to use it as, like, a slight against her, but she meticulously plans out everything in her life. And I think, you know, the timing. She has a weekend off. This is, like, the longest break in the tour. I think it's, like, a week and a half. So it gives everyone time to kind of, like, move on, forget about it. Um, but now, of course, everyone's going back and looking at things she's been doing, changes she's been making, things she's been saying in the last couple of weeks that might have indicated that something yeah, was up. Yeah, because she's saying the one, which is a breakup song. But every song of hers is a breakup song. No, so not only that, it's, like, she replaced... A core song in the set list, which was Invisible String, and everybody knows is about Joe Green. Was the gunner of the Aren't shirt. the last three albums about Joe? Not, no, not every, every not every song. No, L- London, London Man? Boy is obviously about Joe. No, but yeah, like all the Lover ones. Really, that's like the Joe era. Like, not really. Yes, really. Okay, but so I'm saying not every song is about. But the Invisible String one is like, in my opinion, like the greatest. Not only most obvious, but like it's like a song dedicated to Joe, and she removed it and replaced it to the one which, if you don't know, the and what lyric about is, the one about him being poor? Yeah, he, she she calls him poor in Invisible String. And what? But what about the other one? Where she which calls one? Him King of My Heart. Oh, all the boys in their fancy cars with their Range Rovers and the Jaguars never took me quite the way you do. Or maybe Paris, your roommate's cheap, uh, cheap ass screw top rosé. That's how. There's so many instances where she calls him poor. Maybe he had enough. Did she still sing King of My Heart? I don't know if King of My Heart is not on the set list. Huh. King of My Heart is the best song. I just really hope that like this doesn't then... I don't think it will. Because, like, I am... I think this weekend, Tampa is going to get, like, a breakup show. I am hoping, dreaming, dying for one of these shows. Of course, I'm hoping that it's mine, for her to sing peace. Like, I don't know how you write peace about someone. And maybe maybe it, it wasn't enough that he could, she could never give him peace. Like, but... Well, I, that, yeah, it's not a love song, like... So it's like an anxiety song. Yeah, it, I don't think it falls into the category of things we can't sing anymore because no, I'm processing this breakup. I agree, I agree. But I, I hope that category is not going to 
be a thing. I don't think it will be because I think she's already processed everything. She probably, you know, when you're breaking up with someone, especially a long-term relationship, like things deteriorate for a while before you make the choice. And like, I think you do a lot of the grieving before. Like, I feel like by the time she even embarked on this tour, like she's known what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it was so shocking. And, and, and I really can't stress enough how I'm like, I'm not mourning him at all. Like I really wasn't ever like diehard obsessed. Mm-hmm. I if I'm being completely honest, thought she could do better. Um, but I was happy for her, you know, and she, they, <coughs> bless you. She sees on it. It's true. She seemed really balanced and happy. You're and, like mourning the stability. Yeah. Cause I think that's like what she craves mm-hmm. because so much about her life is like so crazy. So for that, I'm sad, but I do feel like I'm ready for her to move on. Yeah. But I also feel like when they started dating where she was versus where she is now, it's like, she's almost a different person and like in her growth in her career in her success like she's never been this popular yeah ever yeah and I don't but I think she's also the type to be like well he was with me when I was down like I'll always you know I don't I honestly stand by him I have to imagine that like when your life and your career is like predicated on so many ups and downs like you don't make decisions in haste like when you're going through a bad time and when you're at the top oh I'm at the top of my game I don't need him now like I don't think and I also feel like because I've just been watching a lot of I've just watched George and Tammy Mm -hmm. and a lot of movies about famous people biopics Johnny Cash Mm -hmm. walk line um, I feel like when you're at the top, that's when it's the loneliest. Yes. And when you're climbing out of something, you have a purpose and a guiding light and like you are driven. Yeah. But then you reach the top and it, and it only just like, it echoes. The loneliness just echoes. So I actually feel like, even though it might seem like, oh, she's on top. She just wants mm-hmm. to like do her thing and party and have fun. It's yeah. like, I think that's when you want like someone in your bed to come, to come home, home to. to and and to actually like enjoy everything that you've built. Yes, having said that, I do also really feel like when we watch those biopics, it's always yeah, you're at the top, but there's no one there with you. Yeah, um, I feel like Taylor's whole life has been preparing her for that. Like I feel like she's her always around her family. She's always around like her home friends. Like she went through that era where she only had famous friends, and now she has like two or three famous friends, but they're like actual friends. I feel like she set herself up to you know whenever she reaches a peak and maybe she's in it now maybe she's still on her way up that she's not alone yeah and that she is like like, fulfilled I could also see how like she's constantly surrounded by people she has her friend like you know her artist friends these people and there's always a lot of noise and if she ever is truly by herself it must be very quiet I just feel like you're just like going tip for tat with me. Like, like I feel like no, no, she's. I feel like she's happy. I'm not going tip for tat. I feel like she's I'm happy. not going tip for tat with you. I'm going tip for tat with the concept of like stardom and loneliness. No, and by the way, do you know I, what I mean? A hundred percent. And I think a lot of those are one hundred percent true all of the time. But I just feel like Taylor. It's different. I do. I really do. Like Taylor's not a party girl. She doesn't like do drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's always with her family. Like her family is an and. I think for a lot of stars, when they become like untethered from their families or their family betrays them or it's something about money, like that's when they really like lose grip of reality. And that's when they become so untethered and they just like, you know, hang with people who give them drugs and bad influences. And the fact that Taylor has remained so close to her family is like very grounding for somebody in her situation. So I'm choosing to believe that that's what's happening. Yeah, no, I understand. It's just crazy. Like, we literally watched so many yeah, movies over the recently. Weekend, we watched um, Patsy Cline's biopic. We watched <laughs> Loretta like Lynn. Old School Country. Loretta Lynn, Walk Johnny Cash. Line, and then I watched George and Tammy. And um, it's crazy how it's just like everyone who's at the top is just so unhappy. Yeah. And they turn to all of this different substances. Mm-hmm. And it's like such a – like, it's crazy how really so few people escape that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. 
yeah, I feel like. But maybe it's also about being an artist. Like you can't really be like a creative person without being a little tortured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like searching for something. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, some people just become an accountant. And, like, right. It's and very cut and dry. And they're fine. And they're fine. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to like dig deep into the soul, like into your soul, like it's just, it's a different beast. Yeah. I just do think a lot of those like cliches don't apply here, honestly. I agree. I do agree. Are you ready for our next story? Yes, ma'am. Some happy relationship news. Mm-hmm. When one ship sinks, it can be repurposed, uh-huh. built back together, and set Reclaimed afloat. Reclaimed wood. Reclaimed Very wood. Very Joanna Gaines. Set afloat with Olivia Culpo and Christian McCaffrey, who are engaged. She posted the announcement on Instagram Friday in a picture, a carousel of him proposing to her. I think they were at Amman Giri in Utah. They had taken a road trip. An RV. An RV. She was, like, so excited. I obviously follow her, so I was just watching the road trip. Me and too. I was Shocked at how she was saying this is like her dream vacation is to go in, in an, an oh, like a, it was not even like a big RV like it wasn't like a coach bus it was like an RV with like one room and a couch and I was like damn and it was just her and Christian mm-hmm. Christian was driving and Oliver Sprinkles their dog yeah. was there which does make everything more fun 100%. and I guess they drove from LA to Utah, Utah. and they stayed at Amangiri and they got engaged and it's so fucking beautiful I think a lot of people like what were watching the trip on her Instagram stories being like they're gonna get engaged but people think that about everyone people who do, goes on a trip who has a boyfriend like people do think that about everything but I just want to say I'm not one of those people and you did say and it. I did say like I feel like this would because it's the off season mm-hmm. it's just the two of them if you can live on an RV with someone for a number of days You're made for life and they're driving the bus and like their driving skills like and the you know shower situation yep. and the cooking and the makeup like you can marry them, I believe. A hundred percent. So I think the RV was a test. They arrived. At the most, one of the most beautiful resorts in the country. Right. And he said, that's my wife. That's my wife. And then he had no doubts. Yeah. And she looked so happy. She looked so beautiful. There were like a lot of, because um, she, po- she she got back from the trip. At, she got engaged. And then like there was like two or three days where she didn't say anything. Yeah. She got engaged on the second and the news came out on the fifth. So between the second and the fifth, some of her friends re- spoiled it. Yeah. Like I think her <laughs> sister posted a story where there was like big balloons in the background with like a, one of those engagement ring balloons. Yeah. Um, Whatever. Like, it's all good. No, it's all good. And it's all, like, good news. Right. You know? Spoiling good news is not spoiling. Yeah. And it's all, it was fun for the fans. Yeah. I'm happy for her. Like, I think he's so cute. And I just love that. I love this for her. Especially as, like, a Niners girl myself. Yeah. It's like, a big Bay Area queen. I'm thrilled. It also, it, it hits harder, like, having just watched the Colpo show. And, like, just knowing what she's about and what she wants out of life. And it's, like, this is what she wants. Like, she wants to be married and settle down and have kids and and that she's on the path to all of that I'm so happy for her it also hits harder just like knowing that she's now joining like an elite wags crew Mm -hmm. over in San Francisco we know we have Kyle Juszczyk and his wife you know iconic toasters we by the way I was just saying this to Ben because when we went to San Francisco with Kyle and Kristen for the 49ers game um I met Claire Kittle, who is George Kittle's wife, and she's so cute and so nice. And I hadn't – I'm not, like, a big footballer. I hadn't heard of George Kittle before that game. When I tell you not a day goes by that I don't see George Kittle now, it's like, you know when you you don't know someone or something, and yeah. then it's everywhere you go, George Kittle and, – and I said, I'm like, Ben, George Kittle's everywhere. And Ben's like, yeah, he's also, like, having a moment. He's, like, coming up right now. Like, he's on all these podcasts, and he has, like, a bunch of friends who have, like, big shows, YouTube shows, so he's popping up everywhere. But, like, I swear to God, I'd never heard this man's name in my life, and now not a day goes by that I'm not thinking about George Kittle. Yeah. It's just how life works, you know? 
It is. And I do agree with you, though. Right? You see him everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere. But I also now follow Claire, so I see him everywhere. That I see him too. every day on my that, Instagram. By the way, I follow her, too. That's that's also it. But also, Ben said he's, like, having a moment. Because, like, he was, like, had a really good season. And, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of, you know, it, when it rains, it pours. Yeah. As Liz Lemon once said. Yeah. So this is great for the Niners gang. I know. So that was just, like, another elite marriage. Oh, and think about the wedding. Like, all the, the wags looks. are going to be there. The, I mean, she's so, I don't know who would have wanted to dress her. Like, she's so stunning. She's got, like, a custom Versace dress or something. But I think she's also like quite traditional and so yeah by the way she is like I think her family is like kind of religious like they're they're gonna be and her and Christian are religious she said yes. on the show that like when they get into fights and like they're can't see their way out of stuff like they pray together oh my god that's so cute so cute speaking of prayer total tangent but I did want to talk about this because I saw an interview this morning and I've been seeing a few that Black China has been on this um kind of like press journey and actually she prefers she's going by Angela White now I don't know if you know that she had is having like a a come to quite literally a come to Jesus moment she got all of her filler dissolved she quit OnlyFans she is um she was baptized she's having her she said this quote demonic tattoos removed she's like a woman of Christ now she looks so beautiful I saw this interview she did and honestly like the interviewer was like gushing over her and he was just like how did you come to this place she's like I just you don't see it when you're in it I was like happy doing all the things that I was doing and then one day I like found Christ and I was like I can't believe I'm living my life this way and I'm putting all these toxic things in my body and this is how making a living and honestly she was so she sounded so lucid and I, I've never ever in my life been a fan of black China like clearly I'm a Kardashian stan we literally I was, have the word China right we literally invented a word after her I was so happy for her she looked so healthy and happy and you know salvation is real salvation is real well I was just watching George and Tammy and eventually I don't want to spoil it um but by the end of the show George finds Christ mm. and it's just it can be really good for people. It's it's amazing. It's am- it's for people who are struggling with a myriad of things. Like yeah. first his friend who, who was like really an enabler the whole show. Oh. Then one day just like him and his wife found Jesus and like they weren't about that life anymore. And they, he kept trying to get George to see the light. And finally George does and it just changes everything for him. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not obviously not a Jesus girly. Um, and I'm not speaking like Jesus – no, specifically but in a higher power right, like a spirituality mm-hmm. whatever religion it is it can be so grounding I think especially when you run in like you know Hollywood which can be like you know when you, hedonistic when people, and when people treat you like a god yeah yeah and then it's hard to have perspective yeah I just thought it was a really powerful interview if you can catch she's been doing a bunch like it was really interesting she went on podcasts it was it was good stuff I'm, I'm really happy for her yeah we said Christ and the Kardashians are like weirdly um Religious. Religious. So maybe this could be like. Not weirdly. Sorry. Underratedly. Surprisingly. Underratedly. Yeah. Um, Maybe this could be common ground for them. They can, you know, take the kids to church. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's all good. I'm happy for Olivia and Christian. Me too. Obsessed beyond. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. An update in the in-law saga. I know. That's taken over. I'm obsessed. The Beckhams are celebrating Brooklyn and Nicola's first wedding anniversary together. So. Brooklyn and Nicola, happy anniversary. They are together with Victoria and David. Took a photo, posted it. With a cake. With a cake that had like photos on it. I bet Brooklyn cooked it himself. (laughs) And, you know, they're putting up a united front. Victoria posted the photo. Nicola posted the photo, like happy to be celebrating their anniversary. Yeah, and I'm just at a place now where nothing they do or say or post will convince me otherwise. Like this. Even Victoria, though. Yeah. This is giving. And I'm just so convinced in my head, and I don't have any proof, but I think they're so motivated to prove people wrong, even though I think people are right, that they're just, like, posting. Like, I really, 
I, I like I'm not buying it but maybe it's just because I don't want to buy it but it's also like you could celebrate you could be with your in-laws and have a bad relationship and take a picture and post it and like yeah we're celebrating the anniversary shirt it doesn't mean these people like each other yeah no. I also felt like her outfit was just like not what you wear to hang with your in-laws yeah she was like definitely like downplaying the whole anniversary because she hates the marriage no 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 not Victoria Oh, Nicholas outfit. What was she wearing? She was she's wearing like a crop top and short shorts. Like that's just not. That's not appropriate. That's yeah. not what you wear with your in laws. And especially everyone else is wearing like pants. It's clearly like the air conditioning's on in the home. It's just like it's just a, it's just not like in law outfit. There are outfits for certain things. Just like Sel- when Selena was going to dinner with Drew Taggart, that wasn't a date right. outfit. Right. No, this is right. not an outfit that you wear with your in laws. Yeah, I'm just at a place in my life where I don't know what it would take for me to con- someone to convince me that these four get along. I just know there's problems and no, no photo is going to convince me otherwise. I'll have to see it in person. No, but I think that there can be problems and there can be a photo. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. But I think this photo was posted to placate us and try and convince us that there's nothing going on when I know that there is. Yeah. And I will not be fooled, Jackie. No, I don't think that you would be. I will not be. But happy anniversary. A year. Be that I will not. The first year of marriage, they say, is the hardest. Have you experienced that? No. Um, the fact that this was a year ago, we've been talking about them for a year is so crazy. Like not to make everything about me, but what a year, like so time flies. I know, but it does feel like a year ago when they came on our radar. Cause we have, we never talked about them before yeah, their wedding. It, ju- it does feel just really quick. Yeah. I remember when we talked about their wedding. Yeah. And we were just like, did you still live in New York? Yeah. Oh, okay. A, a year ago, April. Yeah. Uh, we were just like, what do these two have to worry about? There's all the money to, in the world to right. pay for the wedding. More money, more problems. And it was, then it started to all unravel. It did very quickly. It was actually very fast. Um, do I think the first year of marriage is the hardest? I don't remember it being hard, honestly. Yeah. So no. So no. That would be a no. Great. This, this is my opinion. It's not. Also, I do think COVID um, throws things. My first year of marriage was like the year before COVID. So then like I would say like the, the next COVID year was harder was than hard. the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like being up each other's asses, working from home. Yeah, for me, and maybe that's why I don't feel like the first year of marriage is the hardest rule applies to me. is because I think a lot of people struggle with having someone up your ass. But like I crave to be up someone's <laughs> ass and I crave someone up my ass. Like I hate being alone. I'd love that's to be. That's so not true. No, I know. You hate when people are up your ass. You're literally the first one to just dip out of a gap gathering that's different even if it's four people gathering a four that's different you're never like the one who's like like you're always just all of a sudden we're when it laughing comes to my family when it comes to my family like I, I like to be no when it comes to your family you do it to us no I don't yes you do we're one minute we're laughing next I'm gonna I'm going really yeah <laughs> there's no wind down there's no nothing maybe I'm like trying to leave to go back to bed maybe I'm just obsessed with Ben with Ben? Yeah, because I just said, like, I didn't, I like when Ben's on But my I ass. feel like sometimes when you're dipping out, like, he's golfing. Maybe it's Theo? Usually Theo's with you. I, I don't know. Maybe I just hate you. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's me. Yeah. It's me. Hi. I'm the round of me. I don't know what it is. But no, I didn't find the first year of marriage the hardest. When you were 13, you didn't find that. No, that was I, no as a child bride, I found it to be quite relaxing. Um, and I also didn't find COVID to be that taxing, but that's because we spent so much time at home. Like, it wasn't that different than regular life. No, it was different. It was, it was. But I don't remember. Or also, maybe maybe I experienced trauma and I forgot about it. That's so possible, that's too. That's so turdy. That's so turdy for me to, like, go through something, like, unenjoyable and then not remember it. But I actually remember, like, when we were going through COVID, like, we would remark on who's handling it the best. Mm-hmm. Like, we would mark amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we would say, like, you and you are doing fine. You, Claudia, like, your mental health was fine. Yeah. And you and Ben were fine. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe I'm not misremembering as well. No, okay. no. We like we definitely did a ranking of like who was going, who was having the hardest time. Yeah. Because that's like a fun thing to do. <laughs> no, it is. And also, what else were we going to talk about? And now, if we, did, I don't remember the rest of the ranking. Like, I just remember everyone agreeing that like you were fine. Oh my not god. Not someone we needed to worry about. It's so sad that I have this amazing life and like this amazing family, and I'm constantly experiencing things and memories with people that I just will never remember. It's actually quite terrible. Yeah. Because you know what I was thinking? Mm-hmm. You're going to kill me. Oh, God. Remember, like, f- a couple years ago on The Toast, you were quoting back something I had allegedly said about getting on a plane and stepping into a new land. Yeah. So for those who haven't been oh here Oh, my God, that I forgot long, about this fight. So I, I can have, you retell? I, I've I, laid down my arms. I can, literally forgot about it. Can you retell? Okay, so I, I think it was my belief that one time Claudia and I were just, like, talking about nonsense as we do, and she said something about the, like, magic of planes and how you literally can step onto a plane and, like, you get off into a new land and then on the toast like maybe weeks later Jackie then regurgitated what I had said and let me tell you I did not say that like I'm like that's just not something I said and then actually I was thinking about this maybe like a week ago it actually does sound like something I would say and do you actually look within do you feel that way like that's cool to get on a plane because you step off in a new land okay so maybe like the way you told it back wasn't accurate because what I was saying was more like I don't want to get into it but like I think I said it. Let's just leave it at that. How come no one ever surfaced it? Like, if you did say it, couldn't someone just find it? It was a personal conversation. Oh. I think when we were on a plane. That's a weird thing to say personally. <laughs> like, not on a show when we're just trying to speak. Like, be dumb. We're funny. just trying to think of things to say. Yeah, I don't know why I said it. Like, maybe it was, a, like, a long day. It's funny. You're now, like, taking my position, but I'm now taking yours. Like, I don't think you would say that Oh, well. offline. Okay. It's something you would say on the air. Maybe. And if it was a thought I had, like, I definitely probably wouldn't have said it to you because, like, I knew you would have made fun of me. No, never. Yeah. Okay, well, if anyone can go find that clip of us, like, of me telling the story. Yeah, it's, like, old studio. Yeah. That's an old one. Yeah. I I forgot. I let it go. Some things I can't let go. Because she's moving on, letting go, holding on to tomorrow. I've always got the memories. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Bravo plans to revive Roni Legacy as a girls trip style show with Ramona and Luann. So Bravo's trying to revive the Real Housewives of New York City Legacy project as a short Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip style show. And the network is hoping that Ramona will be back. As Page Six first reported, Bravo attempted to create a show with the Legacy cast as a spinoff show that would be for a full season, but that idea fell apart during contract negotiations. Now they're told that executives have retooled it as a special style show documenting a short span of time in the same way that Ultimate Girls Trip covers a vacation that takes place over just a few days. Sources say it will be an Ultimate Girls Trip with the Roni Legacy cast, and then I also saw some rumors that it was going to be a trip to Scary Island and bringing the band back together. I saw that too. Um, I'm definitely getting uh, fatigued with this back and forth Roni legacy. Like, I don't really care anymore. Although I do think conceptually this is probably a better idea than, like, a whole different, like, new spinoff show. Yeah. Because the Ultimate Girls trips for, like, Die Hard Housewives fans are popular. So it's good. I'm too far removed to uh, be a fan of this idea or any idea at this point. Like, one, I don't watch the UGTs in general. Me neither. Um, the idea of these women like going for a w- one last hurrah on a trip like it's not even like they're in New York and they're doing their lives and they have yeah. to like you know 
a vacation mode is different than real life mode so yeah. it's not it will just be absolute bananas yeah and I'm not interested in bananas. No, but what I do like about this article is that some respect is being put on Ramona's name. Because you know what? Say whatever the fuck you want about Ramona Singer. Like, you cannot deny her entertainment value, especially with these women. She is, I'm sorry, like, she is that bitch. And I think it pains a lot of people to say that, but, like, she is. So, you know what? I hope she's on it, honestly. Did you recap Vanderpump Rules on? No. No. I don't even remember what happened, but I, I was just thinking about Watch What Happens Live with Tom Schwartz. Yes, did you watch that? I did. I did. It was something to see. It was definitely a lot. A lot was I'm happening. I'm so over him. I've been over him for so long. I But I'm also over him from the show, like his behavior on the show. Yeah. And not I, even because of Tom Sandoval. Like, I, I, it honestly has nothing to do with Tom Sandoval. No, it has a little bit to do with Tom Sandoval because honestly – the the way he like alienates so many people like including katie right now Mm -hmm. um but refuses to alienate tom sandoval when like tom sandoval right now is making tom schwartz like like, tom schwartz has so much to answer for so many people are mad at tom schwartz like there's so much happening to tom schwartz as a result of sandoval's actions and like he still is not even remotely mad he was telling everyone give sandoval a hug if you see him he's feeling down like but he's so quick to throw like katie under the bus yeah it's just it's it's frustrating yeah no, but I, I feel good about the fact that I've been done with him since before Scandal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Whatever. Um, and the only thing that happened on Vanderpump Rules was um, Raquel and Tom made out. Right. Like, who cares? It's just, at this point, it's so irrelevant. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about it later this week. This like, week, when it yeah. comes on. I just, I can't go a circle the drain anymore. And now it's like, we're in a lull until those final episodes air and the reunion airs. Like, yep. we have some time off. Yeah, especially if we're going to keep going on about Tom and Raquel Schwartz because it's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm taking the time off. Dumbass. To watch some other shows. I'm like, taking the time off. Like George and Tammy. Right. And Love is Blind. Our fifth and final story, which Claudia requested. Oh, it's yeah. It's Claudia's request. I'm going to read it, even though I don't understand the headline or anything about it. Well, let me just tell you a little preface. Uh, last night, me and Ben went to the movies. So underrated. Can't recommend going to the movies enough, even though the popcorn was like, kind of gross. Um, <laughs> we saw Air, which is the story of Michael Jordan making a deal with Nike to do Air Jordan. He had just, uh, I think, He was a freshman in college. He was signed to the NBA. There was a lot of hype around other players. He was the third draft pick, but he wasn't, like, you know, the biggest. That's pretty big. Yeah, but, like, with the three major companies at the time, which was Converse. Adidas was in first place, Converse, and then Nike was, like, kind of losery. They had, like, a very small share of the basketball market. Um, They were never going to get a top three player, like, ever. But you said he was number three. Yeah, they were never going to get a top three player. And so how they got the deal structured, yada, yada. So Viola Davis plays his mother. She was amazing. Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. And there is no Michael Jordan character. He exists. You see the back of his head. His mother really speaks for him, which I do think is how it was when he was younger. His mom ran the ship. But he doesn't say one word. Hmm. It was so bizarre and so now the reason I say the story is Ben Affleck is explaining that artistic choice okay so Ben Affleck explains why Michael Jordan isn't shown in air by the way that movie sounds really good and why haven't I heard one thing about it I know Ben had told me about it which is crazy because Ben knows nothing um you guys should totally see it it was excellent yeah Zach was saying that oh my god they saw air yeah I was like yeah they saw air it was really good it's also a weird name for a movie I can't explain I don't I didn't like the name even though it's like a word and it's What the shoe was called. Yeah. It's not a title for a Air movie. Jordan would have been a better It's name. not a title of a movie. I agree. Air. 
Air. It was weird. Michael Jordan plays a pivotal role in the movie Air and is even present in a few climactic boardroom pitch scenes, yet his face is not shown in the film aside from shots of magazine covers and snippets of archival footage of the real-life player. Right. We get the real Michael Jordan in, like, old-school videos. That's cool. Yeah. I like when they do that. It's a bold choice uh, for the Amazon Studios film because it's all about the Nike executives wooing Claudia yeah. Explain This. This is what Ben Affleck said, quote, How do you tell – sorry, this is what someone asked him. How do you tell a story about Michael Jordan and never see him? When you are that person, when you become so much more than a hero or an athlete or even an icon, you start to become an idea to people. You touch them and just start to represent hope and excellence and greatness. You are one of a kind. There is no way I was ever going to ask an audience to believe that anybody other than Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan, which was also out of my own naked self-interest, frankly, because I knew it would destroy the movie. You will see him in archival clips in the movie, but you will see Michael Jordan as he truly is in his authentic, masterful genius, which exists for all of us to see. It was a deliberate choice. I thought he was too majestic to have anyone impersonate him, and as I told him, you're too old to play the part. Um, it was a terrible choice. Disagree. It was- you disagree with what I'm saying? With Ben Affleck. Yeah, it was yeah, such sorry, a bad choice. Confusing. Misleading. <laughs> and I really, I, I, I don't I feel like it was deliberate. I feel like maybe, I don't know. It was such a bad, it was my only real problem with the movie. Um, especially because I understand what he's saying. Like now Michael Jordan is this larger than life, real legend. But at the time he was like just a kid and he was like doing what his mom said. Like, I really feel like it wouldn't have made, and didn't have to make him a huge part of it, because at the end of the day, it was, it was all his mother. She made the deal, and it was her idea that, okay, you're going to pay Michael this big amount, but like you're selling shoes with his name on it. We get a percentage of every sale. And that had never happened before. A royalty deal. It had never happened, and it changed now, moving after that, every player who has a line gets a percentage, and it's like, yeah, this, should, this money is being made off the likeness of a player, and the player and their family should get that money in addition to Nike. Yeah. So it revolutionized. Like, and it was all her. So I get maybe him not being the biggest character, but like, uh, okay. Like, yeah. And they talked about him so much. And then finally when they got a meeting, I'm like, all right, well, we haven't seen him up until this point, but we got a meeting. Literally, like, his parents get out of the limo. And, oh, my God, the actor who played his dad I thought was Michael Jordan. Like, it was a perfect casting. They could have found someone. Like, no, they could have. And it's crazy that we're having this conversation after watching all these biopics. It's like, right. you can get Elvis. Mm-hmm. You could do Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Like, all these people are really larger than life and in the stratosphere. And we play them all the time. Yep. And my, sometimes it's and sometimes it's not obviously like you know Joaquin Phoenix is no Johnny Cash of course but he did his best but we get to see the story of Johnny Cash sure. yeah it was so and they could have had Michael's son play him it was so dumb Jackie. and Larsa could have been there literally it was so dumb that's um, dumb yeah I really liked the movie I didn't know much going into it so I was surprised that like the whole movie from start to finish is the making of the deal we never get to see like the deal come to life and then what happens after they torture us I know and I was just and they gave statistics at the end which are so unbelievable you know to this day Michael Jordan makes passive income every year and he only didn't tell you what percentage he has a small percentage of Air Jordan he doesn't leave his house he makes 400 million dollars a year it is the craziest thing and so I just wanted to see a little bit more like literally they sign the deal and the movie ends I'm like come That's on and they always do that they only focus on like the tumultuous times and yeah when those are like a small fraction of all the good times even when I was watching George and Tammy like all the years the albums that they did the success they have was literally they showed a montage a montage of a bunch of albums like being Ugh. dropped down give us the good like give us the joy no only the heartache and the torture oh my god it was like so painful um 
but it was excellent. And the Jason Bateman played like a pivotal guy at Nike. Matt Damon played a, the guy at Nike. And um, Ben Affleck pay, played shoe dog Phil Knight. And if I was Phil Knight, like I would have a problem with the movie. Because yeah, Phil Knight is like known. He was like, he traveled to Asia and like found all these like Buddhist principles and brought back and started Nike. And like he's so, he's definitely like a little, you know, out there. Woo. Um, but they made him out to be like a freak, a moron. <laughs> and it's like, you don't build Nike by being a moron. Like, yeah. come on. Like, yeah, he's weird. And he does wear shoes around the office, but he ha- is a smart guy. Apparently his book is good, Shoe Dog. Yes. It's apparently like the go-to business book. Mm. It's like the best one. Ben started and never finished. That's so bad. It's so bad. I keep saying finish it. I'm like, maybe the movie will want, will encourage you to. Oh, we don't have another story because that was five, but we did have our sixth man story of the day, which was about Ben's shoe on Friday's episode. Ben's shoe. I didn't know what you were talking about for a second. Ben, she was on Friday's episode. So I do want to kind of address the elephant in the room, which was on Friday. I told you guys how excited I was about trying something new with our cameras. I bought a second camera for our studio. I tried something. It definitely needs work. You know, the angles aren't right. I'm actually tinkering. I'm going to head to the studio soon and, and work on it. Um, but I got dragged. I got dragged to fail with people being like, this sucks. And my fucking husband's shoe was in the frame the whole time. I'm, I'm sorry for what happened on Friday on YouTube. I, I am, even though I still think it looked really good. Like, you could still see both of our faces so clear and up close. Like, isn't that what we want to see facial reactions? Yeah, no, you were focused on the face, which I do think is the primary. Yep. But you weren't focused on the wallpaper, the spritz. And the shoe. And the table. And then the it was shoe. Day one. And it was a Friday. Like, my God. shoe. Yeah. Yeah, but you did also ask people, what do you think of our new setup? So then you got 100,000 comments saying Ben's shoe. Okay, here. Okay, so I'm going to work. Ben's shoe dog. So tomorrow, like, we'll be in studio with two cameras. And let me just say, I don't want to know what you think. <laughs> okay, great, great. But I don't want feedback. But I watched the episode and I saw the comments and I was like, I wonder if she asked people for their feedback. I did. Because everyone's twice. giving feedback. I did twice, actually. Right. And it was fun. Like, at least we'll always have Ben's shoe yeah. to unite us. He's a shoe dog. He is the shoe dog. So I actually really I think recommend. it was a Nike shoe. I really recommend the movie, by the way. Um, no. I'm not going to watch it. No, it was really good. But you just made it sound really bad. And if you, um, I, I like, don't know a lot about Michael Jordan. Like, I know he's the GOAT. And yeah. like, I know he, like, weirdly also played in the MLB for a while because he's just, like, such a great athlete. He could do anything. Um, it was really impressive. And it made me, like, I had a thirst for more knowledge about Michael Jordan. <laughs> and it was very good. It was very good. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And it was also just very strangely... Um, a guy who had a very small role played by Marlon Wayans, who was friends with Matt Damon, who was trying to get this deal done, and he was, like, getting advice because he used to coach Michael Jordan back in college, um, who was telling the story about something that happened to him when he went to, like, a civil rights march, like, years ago, how some guy handed him a piece of paper. It ended up in his pocket. It was the half of this guy's speech. Um, and he looked at it after, and it was the I Have a Dream speech. It was, like, the Martin what? Luther King accidentally, like, put it in his pocket. And I'm like, that is definitely not real. And then at the end, when they have pictures of everyone side by side with the real the actor and then the real person, um, it is a true story. And that guy was offered $3 million for it, and he said no. Wow. It was just like, a, it was also just like a, like a very crazy random um, anecdote, which really didn't have anything to do with the story, but I'm like, there's literally no way, but that, it was real. That's crazy. It was a, cra- it was crazy. So very good. That's a good thing to do, um, to go see if you like date night, I, I recommend. And, or you could watch George and Tammy, which yes. is on Showtime. It's about George Jones and Tammy Wynette, you know, the king and queen of country music. It's crazy how I really didn't know 
who they were at all. Jessica Chastain plays Tammy Wynette. And Michael Shannon, who you would know his face, plays George Jones. And he, to me, is the star of the show. Like, he really did amazing. And I don't like how they were singing. Like, it was the actor. Like, I I want to hear Tammy Wynette sing. Um, Also, if you're looking for something to watch, you could watch Succession. Oh, yeah. We'll get into the recap. But I want to recap George and Tammy. Oh, okay. Like, I just want to. So is this the TV recap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it could so, be the TV recap. So is it, to be. is it the TV recap that's brought to you by Manscaped? Yeah. yeah. Ladies, if you want to look like George Jones, our you're fr- going to want Manscaped. Our friends at Manscaped are here to, with a deal you can't pass over this Easter season. They've got the tools to give the man in your life the beautifully decorated eggs of his dreams. Just because it's Easter doesn't mean it's okay for him to hide his manhood behind all that grass. Make sure his downstairs lawn is mowed and get him feeling sweet as candy by going to manscaped.com and you can get 20% off plus free shipping with code TOAST. It's time to put all your eggs in the perfect basket with the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker 2.0 ear hair ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of his goodies. So the Lawnmower 4.0 is an elite electric trimmer. It has a proprietary advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproofed and equipped with an LED light so you can keep eyes on those eggs even in the dark. Um, the package also comes with their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. So it's a ball deodorant that will change his life and yours. April is Easter, but it's also Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. And Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. They are committed at Manscaped to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35. And they're giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as a part of their We Save Balls initiative. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code TOAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TOAST at manscaped.com. Hop into the best deal of the year with Manscaped. Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. We are so excited to be working with Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. So whatever you're wanting to create a website for, whether you have a blog or you work in e-commerce, you want to start like an e-commerce side hustle, check out squarespace.com toast for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code toast and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. So again, that's squarespace.com slash toast. Squarespace is the place to sell anything. They have the tools that you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, and secure payments. Whatever you sell, Squarespace has merchandising features to make your products look their best online. They also have video blocks. You can connect your social media accounts. You get traffic overviews so you can see how your visits, unique visitors, page views are trending over time. You can gain insight into the top traffic sources, products, device types, browsers, and operating systems. And the best part is the content ownership. So you own all of the content you put on the Squarespace platform, they offer a one-click data portability. So check out Squarespace at squarespace.com toast for that free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Again, that's Squarespace, S-Q-U-A-R-E-S-P-A-C-E.com slash toast for that free trial and offer code toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome, Jackie. You support small business owners. Big time in a big way yeah okay George and Tammy before we get into succession I'll be brief about it because it was really good I feel like it's a show that you know no one's really talking about it didn't get that much buzz or critical acclaim but it was totally up there and 
high value, great people story. Again, weird that I didn't really like, I don't know George Jones. You know some of the songs and Tammy yeah. Wynette. And so it was cool to like see them in action. Jessica Chastain is a fabulous Perfection. queen. But like she's Jessica Chastain. It's so hard to to think of her as someone else. Yeah. And I just feel like I didn't get to, I don't understand Tammy Wynette as a person at all. I mean, who's to no people but I just felt like the character was almost inconsistent a little bit uh but it was really enjoyable I think it's six episodes premium quality premium content country music lots of other country folk you should watch it Dirty Lou yeah and then you'll want to recap it yeah no you're not like selling it no it was good it's a crazy story like I I didn't even know that they were you know king and that they were like in love Mm -hmm. and recording music together and it was just like really cute they would literally like get together and write a song about getting together they got married they wrote a song about that they get into a fight they, like the whole world right. was a part of their relationship via their songs um I didn't know that they were like such a I guess like Garth and Trisha mm-hmm. but we don't even know about Garth and Trisha. like we don't know anything about them do they even live together like you no know, like Garth and Trisha are like first lady and president of country music but like not really yeah like her tour bus literally said first lady because she was the first lady of country music oh who's Tammy Wynette oh I thought you're talking about Trisha Yearwood no. No, like, Trisha Yearwood doesn't really even, like, perform or write new music that much anymore. She's, like, a cooking show. She's very much, like, um, she's, like, a celebrity. Yeah. So it was interesting to, like, they had this huge larger-than-life. It's, like, I can't imagine living through, like, being a fan of theirs. There was so much content they were giving. I also feel like Faith Hill and Tim McGraw were, are probably more, like, yeah. a comp- of a comparison, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Garth is just so big, but there—that's what the thing. George Jones like. He was the king of country. He was music. bigger than her, bigger than Tammy. Yeah. Well, when they met, yes, and then like he was had a drinking problem. He was on the decline. She was on the up. Ultimately, did she get as big as him? Yeah, I think it's Faith and Tim. You think it's Faith? I think no, Trisha I feel and Garth like th- are really uh, not equal. No, I agree with that, but I think Faith and Tim are not as big as George and Tammy were. Right. Right. But They're Tim's really big. Yeah. I feel like there's one other country music couple that kept coming to mind. Like, it would have been like Blake and Miranda. I know. If they had stuck it out, they really would have been like but the next. Tammy and George were only married for six years. Oh. And like the, the, the whole show is like, you know, they were always like each other's one. But then when you look at their whole life story, I didn't think that they were. Like they tried to make the case, but like she was married five times. She was so in love with George. Mm-hmm. But they were married for six years and then she married someone else and was married to him for 20 years. Oh, so he wasn't the one. But but the twenty year relationship was extremely nefarious. Mm. Hate to see it. Yeah, no, it, the like I don't want to spoil anything, mm-hmm. but it was nice not knowing their story. Yeah, I don't know anything because I was shocked. Maybe add it to the list of things like I say no and then I will. You know, it's only six episodes. I just went. I was shocked by the way things went. Oh wow! It wasn't just like boy meets girl. Right. June and Johnny Cash. Right. Oh, June and Johnny Cash are another yes. one. Yes, June and There's Johnny so Cash. There's so much of that in country music. It's nice. It's it's like a very family like genre. And I'm sure if we thought long and hard about like just music relationships, like Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah. They're the first lady and president, or she's more the president and first man of, <laughs> of, music, like, of music, of the music yeah. industry. Yeah, and specifically their genre. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do succession. I have just like never really felt more disconnected. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. I have never really felt more disconnected from my generation than I did last night going on Twitter and reading people's thoughts on succession. Oh, you don't, about the Emmys, how they'll be walking into the Emmys for oh, this episode? Literally, people were like, I was in tears. This is the most profound acting. This is the best show on television. I was really shocked because I was really frustrated watching last week's episode where nothing happened. 
or like it was like maybe one thing is gonna happen and the whole episode we're on the edge of our seats is something gonna happen we didn't even find out if something that thing was gonna happen this week um and but something did happen and the whole time I was just kind of like he's not yeah he's not I'm like this is a prank he's testing to see who loves him the most I didn't think it was a prank at a certain point at the beginning I did but then I didn't it was weird that they never showed his body so yes. I was like huh. it was misleading and then I was like, well, they'll revive him. And this was just like oh, maybe a way to get the family back together. But then the fact that they actually did it was like the only interesting yeah. thing. So it's like they sat around the writer's table. They were like, we're going to kill Logan. And we're going to make you spend the whole episode wondering if he's dead. Yeah. And that's going to win us an Emmy. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not understanding why everyone is so guffawed over this episode. Like, yeah, no, it was, it was good to see all the kids like finally be human. Yeah, but, but that like, does not an Emmy make. But like you were estranged, and those people on the plane, like even right. though they're like they they care about the business and, and they're, they're there thirsty. to work, like they worked for Logan and they supported him over the years, and you made his last year a misery. Yeah, no, I, I just I was not feeling anyone or anything, and like Connor, was, everyone was pissing me off, and I don't know why they didn't show us his body or face. It was very it's bizarre. giving like Bart Bass, like he's coming back. Yes. <laughs> I literally and like the only one who went up to see his body is Roman and like Roman knows that he's still alive and there's a whole but that's plan. like so not this show I know I know it's, it's not, not a soap it's opera it's based in realism which if I only, appreciate if, if only it was a soap opera and dramatic things happened yeah instead we're now like the, so the only thing that's happened this season is that Logan has died because the first episode with the P uh Pierce acquisition yeah. null and void everything that happened in that episode is irrelevant now Second episode, Gojo, will they, won't they right. back out? We Irrelevant now. Because you know what? Now if they want to back out of the deal, the kids have to go and ask that guy for more money. When literally that guy called Kendall and said, you will not get another penny out of me. And Kendall's been knowing that. And, and Kendall sent his dad to Switzerland yep. knowing it was a moot point. They also can't buy Pierce without the sale. No. So they're not going they're anywhere. They're being so dumb. No, so now the show is about, did you watch Netflix like, mm -hmm. coming up? Now the show is about who is the new CEO? Oh, and that was the question in episode one when Logan yep. had his health scare. So yep. in four seasons and in one whole year, you never figured out who's going to succeed Logan. And no one is up for the task. They need to bring in outside help. There's really not one character I unequivocally like. No. Except Colin. Connor. Colin. The driver. The driver. And he like, got one scene and it was like actually really sad. That's like his friend. And like I just I felt sad for him. Besides that, like I and I know this is going to be a hot take because everybody loves him. I fucking hate Cousin Greg. Like he's so inept. I just I hate everyone. And I know I, I the show is like satire. I get it. I don't Wait, like but it, it. But it. But it's not like I know people say that. But it's not because like satire is really funny. funny. And I know that. But, like, no one's laughing when you're watching. Maybe right. there's one good joke every episode. But you know who's making the joke? Logan. Yeah. And now our comic relief is and gone. our any sense of, like, smartness mm -hmm. is gone. Everyone else is so fucking dumb. Yeah. And even the people who work for Logan, at least they have, like, you know, business savvy. Mm -hmm. But they're all just, like, scared of what's going to happen. That scene with Kerry was odd. Well, she was weird when she was, like, cackling. Smiling. But they were just happy to be rid of her. Yeah, no, and they were being funny, um, like, about her. But yeah. it was just weird. Like, why was she smiling? I have no idea. But, like, she's irrelevant now. And I do acknowledge that there's a lot that goes on in the show, like, in terms of business and then just in terms of, like, writing. That definitely goes over my head. I, like, don't understand this show. No, do you watch with subtitles? Of course. Then you'll understand. And here's what you, here's what you need to understand. 
and everyone speaks like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? It uh in play because uh? like everyone's always nervous all the time. No one is cogent except for Logan. I just I I'm, I've come to dread the show. No, and now without my only character who I I liked, mm-hmm. I. I, I'll finish the season, but I'm not watching it week to week. Is that okay? Like, oh, wow. I just, I, the last night was painful for me. Yeah, and I was. was really tired and I wanted to go to sleep. It was a painful episode. And Ben, who watches with me but doesn't know much, I like explain, but he doesn't know like the backstory. He's like, this show's terrible. I'm like, no, I know. No, uh, uh, the plane, um, uh, he was uh, in oh, the bathroom. Yeah. And when, yeah, when Tom was like trying to convey at first what was going on it was so how painful. do these people reach these levels of success when they can't speak? communicate yeah no, it's, it's a good question so but let's just give predictions who do you think takes over Matson. oh that would be like unexciting but yeah like I, no one it's not gonna be one of the kids because mm-hmm. they're each dumber than the next mm-hmm. um and the only one who's smart is roman and shiv and kendall will never let him yeah succeed them yeah uh and then none of the worker bees, Jerry, no. Carolina, Hugo, yeah. Carl, whatever. Hugo. It has to be an outside force. Mm-hmm. Tom thinks he's up for it. I know. So does Greg in some weird capacity. Who do you think? I don't know. There's no, like, obvious choice. No. They're all inept, and they're all, like, just dumb and annoying. I, like, hate the show. Hate. Yeah. I don't know if I hate it, because, like... When you start to hate something, like, you you always, like, have a way of making me then hate that thing. But, like, I think I hate it because, like, it's bad. No, last night was... M- I, don't, I just don't know if I'm so influenced by my older cool sister who's, like, always smart, you That's know? so sweet. But, no, you would have hated last night regardless. Horrible. It torturous. I'm happy Connor got married. Yeah, me too. And you know what? It's nice. It is Is nice. it great? No. Is it good? Yes. It's good. It's good. Can't expect to be like so happy in every part of your life, you know? No, and like she's growing to love him. Yeah. And she's really supportive of him. Yeah, and she just feels and they have like an understanding that like, yes, he has money and like she's craving that sort of stability, but you le- learn to love the one you're with. Yeah. It's nice. It is. It's not like anyone else has a relationship. So true. Ship. Um, okay, well that's our show. That was a succession recap. That was your TV recap sandwich. Your TV recap sandwich. It was stuffed with lots of meaty TV recaps. So meaty. Make sure to keep an eye on the Toast Instagram today because I will be posting the schedule. We have four guest co-hosts. Claudia works really hard on the schedule, so I, I did. won't let her know how I was bothering it like everyone I knew to get like good people. So just keep that in mind. Is there a day in particular you're excited for? Don't say who, but just no. a day. No, they're all like equally good, honestly. Yeah. I'm excited to watch. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm in studio, video and audio with all of my guests. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, following us on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Lenny Morning Show. We deliver the fast stories and you know Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching the YouTube, please subscribe. This video thumbs up. Rolls available. Spike is in the back of the event. So it's part of my news. Stitch properly. Our guests are all the ways. How wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have a great day. Happy Monday. And we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.